Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verses 3, 9, 25, and 33. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God endures forever. Well, happy sixth anniversary, everyone. What a crazy, crazy way to be celebrating our birthday. I certainly didn't expect to be uh, celebrating it in this fashion, but there are still so many things to thank the Lord for from this past year. And as I reflect back upon the beginning of 2020, in many ways it began like any other year. And from a church's, our church's perspective, there were so many plans and new initiatives that we had set for 2020. For example, we were hoping on having two Good Friday services for the first time this year and three Easter services for the first time this year. But obviously things didn't go according to plan. The following week after Easter, we were hoping on having our first ever women's retreat. The planning committee was meeting regularly. We had a venue, we had a great speaker lined up. That didn't materialize. In June, we were hoping on having our servants retreat where we honor and appreciate everyone that's been serving. That didn't happen. In September, we were hoping on sending our very first uh, uh, team to Thailand with some missionaries that we've been working with. That didn't materialize. Uh, and we were hoping on sending a team to Japan in February, and that didn't materialize. And right around now, we were also hoping to move to a larger venue. Uh, which obviously didn't transpire as well. So all this to say, sometimes we have our plans and sometimes God has his plans. And sometimes the, the two don't exactly go, uh, the two are not actually in sync sometimes. And I know that for you, for many of you individually, you had plans this year. Uh, maybe it was your epic Disney fairy tale wedding and that didn't go according to plan. Maybe it was to move to New York and to experience all that this new city has to offer. And because of COVID, everything is shut down. Maybe you thought that this was the year that you would finally meet someone romantically. And because of COVID, it's obviously hard to date uh, during times like this. So again, all this to say, sometimes we have our plans, but sometimes God has other plans for us. And there's one verse uh, from a pa the passage that we just read that sort of highlights this. And in verse nine, it says, in their hearts, Humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And again, what this verse is saying is sometimes we make our plans, but God has other plans for us. And so here's the big question. Do our plans actually matter then or not? Or is our life ultimately fixed, predetermined, and predestined? Which is it? Well, there's one show that I've been watching uh, during the quarantine called The Umbrella Academy. And what initially piqued my interest in the show is that one of the actors from the uh, show actually visited our church. And so I wanted to support them by, by watching it. And one of the things that's interesting about the show is that, um, well, if you haven't seen the show yet, it's, 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 it's about this family called the Hargreaves. And the children uh, have these special powers. And one of the children, uh, who's, who's called Five, has the ability to not only look into the future, but also to, to transport himself into the future. 
But the problem is every time five goes into the future, it's, it's always an apocalypse. It's the end of the world. And so five is constantly trying to manipulate things, change circumstances so that the outcome of the world would be different. But no matter what he does, whether he goes into the future or the past, and no matter what he does to change certain things, the outcome is still the same. It's still an apocalypse and the end of the world. Nevertheless, he still keeps trying to change the outcome. And so here again is a big question. Is life ultimately, you know, our fate sealed or do our plans and our choices and our decisions actually matter or not? And you know what, you know what Proverbs would say? You know what the Bible would say? The answer is yes. It's not either or, but like most things, it is a both. And our choices and our decisions matter. And at the same time, it is the Lord that establishes our steps. What we decide matter, and yet at the same time, he is fully in control over all things. But the key thing that we have to remember is that as we make our plans, and as we acknowledge that he is in control of all things, the key thing to remember is that as we do these plans, we entrust them to the Lord. So we're not going to have this sort of um, mindset where we're the you know, commander you know, of our own you know, destiny, masters of our own fate, um, and we're the ones in the driver's seat and there's no one else that's going to help us. And we're not going to have the other attitude where it's sort of laissez-faire and we're not going to make any plans because God is in control and he's going to do his own thing anyway. Rather, we're, we're called to do both. We're called to make our plans and yet entrust them to the Lord. And that's what the next verse is talking about in verse three, where it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. To commit means to roll the weight of who you are or your plans onto something else. So I used the analogy last week. Right now, many of you are sitting on a chair or on your bed and you're putting the full weight of your body on that chair or on your bed. And similarly, what we are called to do is to put the full weight of our plans to put them on another object, and that is God himself. Now, typically what we do is the exact opposite. We make our plans, but instead of rolling them over to God, we roll them over right onto our shoulders. And as a result of that, we get stressed out, we get anxious, we get fearful, we worry. Um, but we are called to do the exact opposite. As we make our plans, we're called to roll them over and to commit and entrust them to God. And the most tangible way of doing that, it's prayer. You know what prayer is? Prayer is our declaration of dependence on God. And what that, what that also means is that a lack of prayer is our declaration of independence from God. And so as we celebrate our six-year anniversary, as we wrap up 2020, as we make plans for 2021, can I ask you all a favor? The greatest way that you can serve our church, especially if you've never done it before, is to pray for us. Pray for us as a staff, pray for us as leaders, that God will give us a lot of wisdom, discernment, prudence, and humility as we navigate our church through these new realities. We've never gone through these realities before. You can't learn it from a textbook or anything like that. And so we are all learning things on the fly. And as leaders, it's really important that we commit our plans to God, we hear His voice, and we're, we need prayer for wisdom and discernment. So would you pray for us? Would you also pray for more stories like Peter? I am, I am reminded that not even a pandemic can stop the mission of the church. And what I so love about Peter's story, uh, he shared before 
that he works at Apple, uh, and he's far too humble to admit this, but he also graduated from Harvard. And so Peter is obviously a really, really sharp dude, but it wasn't just the intellectual aspects of Christianity that really gripped him. It was also the emotional existential stuff. Um, clearly, God had filled a void that was in his heart during this quarantine. And what that really is a demonstration of is the Spirit's power in his life. Um, and we should pray for more of that. You know, one of the highlights for me from this past fall was being in a breakout room with Peter during our community group care week. Uh, we were sharing about different things and as it was time to wrap up, it was time to pray. And so I asked Peter if he had ever prayed out loud before and he said, no. And I said, have you ever prayed with other people before? And he said, no. And I said, do you feel comfortable doing it? And he said, I guess so. I've, I've never done it before. And one of the most inspirational things for me uh, this past fall was hearing Peter pray. I don't know if you've ever heard new believers pray before, but there is something so raw, so genuine, and so awe-inspiring about it because they have this sense of wonder that we may have lost years ago if we've been a Christian for a long time. And as someone that's been a Christian for a long time, you know, sometimes, you know, when I pray, it's like, dear God, and then I say this template prayer or I say, Father God, after every sentence, and I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. But when you hear someone pray to God with a sense of wonder and imagination that we've lost a long time ago, it is one of the most awe-inspiring things that you can hear. Can you pray for more stories like that? Because that is the reason why our church is in the city, to see more stories like Peter. And so uh, as we think about 2020 and how crazy this year has been, uh, and as we make our plans for 2021, why is it that we can really trust the Lord? Uh, why, why, can we, why can we commit our plans to Him? Uh, why can we acknowledge that we are not in control and He's the one that is good and the one that is in charge? Read with me in verse 33. It says, The lot is cast into the lap but it's every decision is from the Lord. So what in the world is casting lots? Well, we're not exactly sure, but we do know why they did cast lots. Whenever people were faced with uncertainty, they would cast lots. And so think of it like um, rolling dice or a magic eight ball that you shake where you want some kind of answer. And what's interesting about this verse is that even when people cast lots, it's every decision is from the Lord. So imagine you're in Vegas, you're throwing dice at the craps table. Even, what the, even the numbers that show up, what this verse is saying, even the numbers that show up from your roll of the dice, even that is determined by the Lord. Every decision is determined by God. There is nothing left to risk or chance or luck or by accident. Every decision is from the Lord. And one example of casting lots that we see in the New Testament is from John 16. And this is what it says. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one place from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. You know, whenever an athlete like LeBron James, whenever he plays his final game, what he'll probably do is he'll take off his jersey and throw it to someone in the, in the crowd. 
and everyone is going to want that jersey. Well, what is happening here is that Jesus isn't playing his final NBA game, but he's hanging on a cross. And I know that the cross in many ways is sanitized uh, in, in the way that we think, but the act of crucifixion is, is still to this day one of the most inhumane things that humanity has ever done, humanity has ever invented. And here Jesus is suffering and bleeding to death. And underneath him, around his feet, are these soldiers that are rolling dice to see who gets his jersey. I mean, that is how wicked this moment is. And you know, what's so interesting about this is that in the passage that we just read, even their act of playing dice to see who gets his jersey, even that is prophesied and fulfilled by Scripture. Even that was predicted by God. Now, why? Why is that the case? I think for starters, it demonstrates that God is the author of all things and in control of all things. But I think the second thing that it points to is the kind of people that we are. Why did Jesus voluntarily die this way? Why, why must scripture be fulfilled in this way? It's really to die for us and for our sins. It's to die for the fact that we want autonomy from God. It's to die for the fact that we think that we're fully in charge and not him. It's to die for our delusion and illusion of thinking that we are the commanders of our own destiny and masters of our own fate, when clearly, clearly we are not. And yet, even though we want independence from God, He still forgives us. And not only does He forgive us, but He goes as far as to die for us. Do you know why we can trust God? Why we can trust our plans to God? You can't trust someone that is going to take from you. You can't. But you can trust someone who's willing to give you their life. And on the cross, Jesus demonstrates the fact that he's not going to take anything from us. In fact, he's going to give his life for us. That is the kind of person that you can trust. And so as we wrap up this year, as we start a new year very soon, and as we celebrate our six-year anniversary, may it be our prayer to continually make plans. But as we make our plans, to entrust them to the Lord in prayer, not to put them on ourselves, but to put them on shoulders that are far broader than ours. Because as we make our plans, He will establish them for us because He knows what is best.